of Queer Alien Blast. I'm Amanda, your moderator for this episode. I'm joined, as always, by Mick and Sarah. A little bit of a disclaimer for this episode. Um, Not that it's going to be that much different than what we've done before, but given the nature of the content of of the sixth episode, we want to warn that this episode will loudly discuss issues of consent, biphobia, homophobia, among other things uh, people might consider triggering. We all feel passionately about the decisions made for this episode, and some of those opinions, most of those opinions, may be seen as negative or highly critical. So mm-hmm. if that doesn't interest you, back out now, no hard feelings. Um, and with that, let's get started. We're going to start talking about Max and Liz, mm-hmm. which I feel like is an easy, kind of soft way to start. Yeah. You know, they were so cute in the episode. Like, they honestly were my favorite part of the episode, and I'm not a huge Echo shipper, but, like, this is, like, the Echo I wanted yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. I, I loved, loved it. it, too. You know, I, yeah, I, I was surprised how much, <coughs> how much I enjoyed it. You know, I mean, it was mm-hmm. overshadowed by a lot of what happened in the episode, but, yeah. like, for once, Echo mm-hmm. was, like, the soft <laughs> part of it. Um, which is a nice change. And I'm, you know, I'm glad for their shippers that they had a, sort of a soft episode that focused mm-hmm. on just the two of them. I think it was very needed. Yeah, absolutely. So, about the milkshake. The first time you waited on me, I asked for a peanut butter blast off. And you brought me a little green man. But I was so in love with you that I didn't even care. And the second time, you walked by my table and you pointed at me and you said, little green man. (laughs) But I was just so happy that you remembered. I never corrected you. You remember me? I am not better off without you. I am not whole without you. I didn't know what would happen when I brought Rosa back. I just knew that her death was the worst thing that ever happened to us. To you and to your dad. To Michael and his mother. I just wanted to fix everything. I know, I know. And it was very, like, (laughs) Innocent and sweet and, and the kind of, you know, mm-hmm. shipper material that mm-hmm. just makes your heart melt. Because mm-hmm. even no matter how I feel about Max or their dynamic, um, he is at his most enjoyable when he's with Liz. Yeah. Um, I, I very mm-hmm. much Absolutely. appreciate how much he cares about Liz. And, and you know, that's, it's, it makes a lot, makes him more understandable mm-hmm. when he's around her. Yeah, absolutely. Um I am confused about the amnesia. <laughs> um, I'm not, you know, it's one, he only forgets one person. Yeah. And it doesn't even last the whole episode. Yeah. Um, it was weird. Um, I'm not saying that I didn't necessarily like it. Um, right. I, I enjoy amnesia uh, plots, but I think it was weird that it didn't last that long and right, also right, right. specifically mm-hmm. f- 
forgot list like it's not even I remember you know Michael and Isabel because of course they connected that makes sense but he specifically forgot Liz and events to do with Liz because he didn't even forget Jenna right so it's not like he forgot I think a bunch of years you know? And obviously it was like to facilitate them sort of re-falling in love sure, or, you know, that, you know, but like what, but for just, for just, and they did say something half an episode. They did say something at one point that he forgot Liz because she is who he was thinking about when he mm. died. Right. So, sure. I, I mean, mean I mean, and we, you know, we've said it before. Science. Just, I was going to say, we have to hand yeah, didn't science. we give them science yes, last episode? Yeah, we did. Didn't, we're just, we'll give so. you, we'll give you science. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it was sweet. And then, you know, whatever, I would have liked it to be a little bit more of a slow burn with the amnesia, yeah. but that's all right. I mean, you know, they, they deserve some softness and light. I get it. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move on to my favorite part of the episode, um, which is Kyle and Isabel. Relax, Valenti. I'm a benevolent alien. I only eat humans who express enthusiastic consent. It's just... Um, Look, if you're going to tell me that a casual hookup isn't a healthy coping mechanism, then I really just don't Look, I'm six drinks in, and you are very attractive. I could give a crap about being healthy right now. Okay. It's just... There's someone else. I mm-hmm. a little I was a little bit worried because it felt like a like straight girl walks into gay bar to like yeah. ex, I don't know it's a little bit explore yeah. my options and you know that's what I was a little bit worried about um but the instant chemistry she had with Blair the bartender mm-hmm. was interesting like she seemed very comfortable yeah like it didn't feel exploitative at all like it felt yeah. and then of course when she sees Kyle that was like the best moment ever i mean the look on his face was so funny like yeah. i've been caught now shit <laughs> and just the image of this Amazing. of this guy who was such a douchebag when he was a teenager yeah choosing to just like hang out in a gay bar which yeah. i'm totally fine with it was just, it's that's such good character development yeah which is a side mm. note i was actually surprised that they had a gay bar in roswell <laughs> <laughs> that was, I was so like, that's a convenient like, plot point Wait. okay that works. Um, but not, okay. so, not so Fiction. small town, huh? Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but seeing Kyle was just so funny. It was like such a, like his expression was so perfect. I, I enjoy mm-hmm. that idea of, you know, as, as much as I love, you know, like, was this a nod to Kyle not being so straight or whatever? Mm-hmm. At the heart of it, even if it's, you know, a straight guy and this is how comfortable he is. Yeah. In a gay bar, this is where he goes, you know, when he doesn't want to be at the Wild Pony. I think that's, I think that's amazing. Like, yeah. have more straight guys hang out in gay, gay bars and, and be comfortable mm-hmm. enough to dance and, you know, whatever. Like, I, I loved it. Wear rhinestones? Like, what? Oof. I mean, he could have gone to Saturn's Ring and he did right. Yeah. He went to the gay yeah. bar. I love it. Um, I, I, I do love that. And I loved their dynamic, like mm-hmm. the flirty... Um, the dancing, Isabel being a little weird, but like in a fun way, you know, being a little, I think whether or not they end up blaming any of that on the meteor shower, which Mm -hmm. I hope they don't do. Mm -hmm. She was very, she's probably the most relaxed we've seen her. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I would have, um, you know, I, I, I love that they went, you know, that Isabel is, we can say now canonically queer. I I mean, I I hope so. I, I hope that that's, yeah. 
um let's hope that they you know ex explore more obviously but i mean with those scenes i wouldn't have minded at all if they went for kyle and isabel you know you know that they have such mm -hmm. good chemistry and those scenes were you know funny but also cute like yeah. it was I, um, such a good such a good i dynamic. loved loved what she said about this is why i'm glad that it did not go with Kyle and Isabel mm -hmm. saying that I love them and I would not mind them in the future. Mm -hmm. I love that. She talked about how now she feels like straight men feel a little bit predatory, mm -hmm. um, that being surrounded mm -hmm. by them, which that is the most relatable thing. Isabel has ever said yeah. ever Hundred percent. to feel like when you walk into a bar that, you know, with a lot of straight people, a lot of straight men that you feel, you know, like it's it's you're walking mm -hmm. into like a lion's den and mm -hmm. i'm glad that she felt comfortable enough to, with kyle to say that mm -hmm. um and i think that i love that dynamic that they've they've had multiple times now that he gives her some sort of comfort yeah and and uh, you know some distraction in a, in a mm -hmm. safe environment mm -hmm. so i think for that reason i'm kind of glad that it went the way that it did because i feel like after her saying that not that if they'd hooked up, it would have been predatory at all. That is not at all what I mean. I just, I like that juxtaposition of, of, yeah. of that. And I love her line about enthusiastic consent. Yeah. Which is I mean, going to be hmm. considering be hella important, right? The rest like, of the episode. Um, and right. considering I, what they did with Isabel so far with right. the Mindscape stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I did, I did like that she does, you know, respect. Um, mm -hmm. Right, Kyle's Kyle's feelings. Um, not that his yeah. feelings mm -hmm. up for stuff make it make any sense to me, but as long as they're respected, yeah. like you know, what's funny is when I when the show so when the scene first happened and he said you were very attractive, but mm -hmm. there's someone else. I thought mm -hmm. he was talking about Liz. His feelings of you know he's he's still not over Liz. It's very complicated, mm -hmm. and that's how I took it. And mm -hmm. then I was talking to someone on Tumblr, and they're like, but then he went to see went to the hospital drunk, you know, presumably yeah. to see Steph. Yeah. So that's who he was talking about. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it made more sense to think it was Liz. The dynamic. Um, it doesn't make any sense. And there's nothing there. And I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's another example of them telling us, yeah. but not showing us. Yeah. Because they've had, what, three scenes mm -hmm. together? Something like that. And, and, you can and none of them have been particularly... Yeah. flirty except maybe the comment about her his arms yeah. right and and, it, and i know that they're going for is like antagonistic flirty but you mm -hmm. i mean you have to give me that you have to show me yeah that there's some sort of underlying tension there or mm -hmm. some so, some some mm -hmm. sort of something and there wasn't anything so yeah. i don't that's why my mind immediately jumped to liz i was like mm -hmm. surely it's not steph <laughs> i guess so um i do want to talk so when Blair enters the picture mm -hmm. and you know Isabel they, they go to the dance floor before that the breeder line you mind if I get in I'm not really in the mood Blair not your breeder you know there was I didn't even think about this which is my my bad probably when mm -hmm. I first heard the line I laughed I thought it was funny and then I saw some reactions on Tumblr that kind of made me rethink the breeder line mm -hmm. um, because it's sort of coded in a way that Kyle maybe isn't straight or mm -hmm. you know that he's comfortable in a gay bar and at the very least is, a, is an enthusiastic ally mm -hmm. and then the breeder line which is not a great mm -hmm. phrase anyway 
Also, you know, it's very, I mean, very nineties. Like I have not yeah. heard anyone called a breeder in twenty over twenty years. Yeah. Like my mom used to say that when she first came out and when I was growing up and her friends. But I legit have not heard the term breeder since maybe two thousand and two. Yeah, I was like, yikes when when she said that. But also I don't know if she knows him well enough to know that he's straight, but I mean he could be bi. Mm-hmm. Like I mean Right. And that's the problem, right? That is the assumption that you think he's straight, which is what bisexual people, yeah, you know, encounter anyway. I, I don't know. I feel like maybe that that line is and and my there's been a lots of problems in the show where we're paying homage to a lot of ideas from the nineties, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and that's one that could probably die. Yeah, like, I don't really want to ever hear can, that phrase. We can again. leave it in the nineties. I mean, that felt like watching like a queer as folk. Or, yeah, or yeah, the L that's exactly. Episode. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. The L word. That's what it felt like. It felt like a moment from the L word yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. You know, times <laughs> evolve. Um, I did love Isabel and Blair. They yeah. had great chemistry. That kiss is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Isabel pulling away to walk towards the door, and Blair like literally like bites, like she's chasing. Oh, that was the mm-hmm. hottest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have to say though. That all I could think of when they walked away was, I was like, isn't Blair at work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? Maybe when, uh, when passion off. hits you. Yeah. But that's just me being the mom friend, I think. I was like, but wait, no, you have to finish your shift. Uh, maybe, but, but maybe when she starts dancing with Isabel, she's already off shift, you know. Um, it's television. We can pass this. My only, <laughs> my only fear for that is... I don't want that to be a one-time thing for, mm-hmm. you know, queer women rep. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be, mm-hmm. oh, look, we definitely <coughs> have represented queer women who we have definitely done some, some, some negative press for yeah. just to get another, you know, little spot on their social issue bingo. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I hope that that comes up again, which I assume it will. I assume. Surely yeah. that, can, yeah, surely that's not going to be, I don't want it to be something that's blamed on that media sh- meteor shower if that sure. comes back. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for Isabel, it was always kind of there, that right. curiosity, if you can call it right. that. Um, so I think it makes sense. I don't think we'll necessarily see Blair again, um, but as long as we keep exploring, right. you know, Isabel how Isabel feels about it. Um, I think I'll be good right. with that. Um, I agree. And it just, yeah, because it doesn't have to be Blair. As much as I really yeah. liked her aesthetic and I liked her, I, I wish she would come back. Mm-hmm. I doubt it would be her again. Unless it's something like Isabel starts going there and they have that sort of dynamic. I don't know. But mm-hmm. definitely want to keep queer Isabel and let her, you know. Um, I can't remember if it was you, Mick, or someone who's talking about in a perfect world, this would um, facilitate some questions from Isabel about um, compulsory yeah. you know, heterosexuality. Yeah. So it could be, you know, her questioning, was I with Noah because I ever really wanted to be? Or, mm-hmm. you know, is it because he was in my mind? Am I really attracted to him? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know yeah. what it would, but I, it would be interesting in, in if yeah. that actually came about because of this. I don't hold out yeah, a lot I, of hope, but, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, a storyline about compulsory heterosexuality and Isabel being a lesbian would be amazing. 
Um, do I think they could necessarily tell it the right way? No. Um, right. Considering what they've done. Um, but right. I think it would be interesting. Um, but I, I will be okay with any way right. we can have queer Isabel. Mm-hmm. Or queer women. <coughs> Completely agreed, yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, it's important. I mean, that's, you know, it's not just an afterthought. Like, it needs yeah. to be, if you're going to be, if you're going to sort of tout yourself as exploring sexuality, the eye roll that I just did, um, <laughs> then you can't leave, you can't leave out queer women. And also, it's going to be so funny to me if we have two out of the three aliens as queer. Yeah. And then we have Max. <laughs> Max like is the, the epitome of the a token straight man. Straight man yeah. <laughs> I saw a I saw a post on Tumblr that said Michael Guerin is bisexual, Isabel is potentially bisexual, and Max is Liz sexual. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure. Like that's yeah. They're never gonna. That would never be ever be a thing for for Max. Yeah. But it's just gonna be funny to me. start the portion of the podcast that I think is going to be the most um, intense for us, um, just for where our interests lie for this podcast. So we're going to start with the Maria and Alex scenes, um, mm-hmm. and also a little bit of Forrest, um, and mm-hmm. that'll lead us to the end of the episode. I am glad that Maria and Alex got some time to be friends in this episode, since we have yeah. quite literally never seen it in this way. Um, it's been a, their best friends, but their scenes have been the very limited. They certainly haven't done as much joking around and, and being around one another. So I did appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Just narratively, I think it should have happened sooner, but, you know, at least we got it then. And I loved, you know, them sort of playing Never Have I Ever in the Truck. It's very, you know, kind of, re- you know, exploring their youth and what you, you would normally do when you're a teenager and get, letting Alex just have fun. Mm-hmm. I do like that. Mm-hmm. When we were kids, I always thought I'd marry you one day. When you came out, I had to make a whole new plan. Hey, no, I did too. Come on. You don't wish you were straight. I mean... I know what I'm supposed to say. I just... I wish that I felt it. No one taught me to love myself, actually. Just the opposite. You know, kissing you in that closet was the first time in my life that I that I enjoyed touching someone. And I just thought that I could be happy and not be afraid that if I loved anything, my dad would destroy it. So, no, I mean, I don't wish I was straight. I just think that if I was, I wouldn't have all of the bad memories. I liked the conversation in the moment. Mm-hmm. Had I, I wish I had been able to watch that scene, not knowing what was coming at the yeah. end of the episode. Yeah, because it, I couldn't even enjoy it the first time around, knowing what was coming. Because it's now, it seems, it seems to me like Maria is yeah. fishing in a lot of ways. And um, it just makes me uncomfortable. I, yeah, because but, I mean, because there's, but it could have been a really good fun. Right, conversation. there's two lines that are very, very important. Right, so obviously it's the 
they're talking about his past relationships and he says he doesn't have one um and then he does say whenever i was with women i was just trying to disappear which is Mm -hmm. a line that a lot of people have focused on Mm -hmm. he did say later on that whenever he sort of touched maria when they were that age it was the first time that he enjoyed doing so yeah so i mean those lines are important Mm -hmm. together um i i think my only major source of discomfort is that nothing about that conversation leads me to believe that Alex is really questioning his sexuality. Yeah. Is he, is he saying, Mm -hmm. no, he is quite literally said, you know, no one's taught me to love myself. No one's taught him to accept his sexuality, but I didn't get the sense that Mm -hmm. he wanted to explore in anything. It was just a, this is very true that my trauma has made it so that I have a complicated relationship with my sexuality. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. In any other show, this would be the start of Alex over the arc of a few episodes, sort of exploring what it means to be gay or coming to terms with the sexuality. Mm-hmm. But is the mm-hmm. foundation for what happens at the end of the episode, it's not enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say that I am... I don't know if it's me being sensitive, but I was uncomfortable with how how much she was focused on um, Alex's past relationships, relationships, um, air quote, with women, or the fact that he had been with women before, whatever. Um, and I think the focus of the conversation, like to me, that the take out from that conversation is is internal internalized homophobia which we've seen before um and he's kind of i mean he's kind of reaffirming that he is gay you know he just right he just has not right. ex- necessarily accepted himself that way i also think that it's something that i've wanted to see for a long time in a set we kind of have seen in it from alex before um when he you know, uh, face Jesse and stuff in season one, but the impact that his dad, um, hom- he said homophobia had on him. And also I think that the shed scene plays a lot into, um, Alex's feelings about his sexuality. You know, it was one of his first, um, experiences with sexual experiences of, you know, romantic experiences with a guy that we know of and, it was destroying that, that in that way. And so it, it, it makes sense that those are Alex's feelings on his sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was necessarily, you know, it, I don't think it was necessary to explore it further. Right. Like well, I think it's, it's right. always been very clear that Alex is gay. And it's, it's not that I don't think that sexuality can be fluid or labels can change. I, I absolutely right. do believe that. For some people, but for for, for others, they're well, here, just not. Right. Mm-hmm. And here's for my, Alex, here's, that's here's not the, the story that we've seen. Here's my problem with it, is that... And, and this is an overarching problem with Roswell. Instead of mentioning these things early on, or sprinkling them throughout, so that something like this makes sense later on, they often change canon, or, or give us more detail about the history of canon... In the same episode where something very dramatic happens. Yeah. So what I mean is, in this episode, we mm-hmm. learn a lot more about Maria and Alex, and all of a sudden they have a very, you know, innocent childhood romantic history that is very, very normal. Um, mm-hmm. 
But it's clearly there so that the threesome makes sense later on. Yeah. But that's what's so jarring is that we've never had a hint of this. Mm -hmm. It's never been talked about before. And so the problem, again, with most of the writing on this show is that this, this, this has never been hinted at before. This, yeah. this is cl- that's what shock value means, right? And, and plot twists and shock twists is that it doesn't make sense for the characters yeah. as we've known them. Now, you may say or people may say, well, that conversation sort of justified this at the end. Yes, if this conversation had happened over multiple episodes mm-hmm. sprinkled throughout, Maybe this would be a different conversation, but this yeah. is all of a sudden Alex has a history with women. Never heard that before. Yeah. All of a sudden, Maria and Alex have a romantic history. Never heard that before. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they're having this conversation about Alex kind of hinting that he wishes he weren't gay, which is totally a valid thing to say. I know lots yeah. of, of of gay people that would say that, you know, like it would be maybe it would be easier or all of this, but we've just never mm-hmm. had that hint before. Yeah. We've seen him struggle with it, but never in this way vocalized <clears throat> in this manner. So yeah. that's that mm-hmm. is the the very first problem I have with all of it is that you can't dump all of this into one episode and it, mm-hmm. and expect to think that this is creating a foundation. It's not. Mm-hmm. This is bad writing. Well, and so for me the line where he says that Maria touching him was the first time he liked being touched. So I know that they put that in there to yep. kind of make the idea of Maria kissing him right. more palatable. palatable. Mm-hmm. Alex may have been more comfortable with Maria touching him because it's Maria, not yeah, necessarily yeah. because right. she's a woman. Exactly. Right. Like, you know. I mean, I also like, I read it that way. I mean, why would I read it as a rom- romantic touch when when i know mm-hmm. what i know about alex like i mean i okay he says i, I that i like being touched okay but she's your best friend she was your best friend i like being touched by my friends not necessarily right. in mm-hmm. a sexual or romantic right. way but mm-hmm. like to me personally it's, it's i'm a very physical but yeah exactly right. and also he's mm-hmm. a child abuse survivor of course he's going to, you know, like, that makes right. sense. If if Maria was touching him kindly, gently, softly, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Right. And, and right. Mm-hmm. And then it's giving him, I mean, and this is going to come up later when we talk I, about it. But if you're offering physical comfort is absolutely a beautiful mm-hmm. thing that friends can share. Right. I can mm-hmm. get physical comfort from them in a way that divorces mm-hmm. that from any sexual connotations because yeah. sometimes you just need physical touch and sometimes you mm-hmm. just need physical comfort. Not everyone, but a lot of people, me mm-hmm. included. Sometimes <coughs> you just need that that human interaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you divorce this scene from what we see later on, that's what it felt like he was saying. Like, you gave me physical comfort you helped me, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy that physical connection in yeah. a way when, when when I needed it most when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, just leaving it I mean, that. The people, yes. that I, the people that I care about, I love holding their hand. Mm-hmm. I love cuddling them. I, ha- you know, that doesn't mean I want to yeah. have sex with them. Right. And, yeah. and because, the and I, you know, I don't want to get too far into the, the three th- threesome stuff until we get, until we actually get there. But... That's the key, right? That physical comfort and love does not equal a sexual situation. Yeah. That those can be mm-hmm. completely and utterly 
separate and they should be that you don't have to equate not that sex isn't love or can't be love but you don't mm-hmm. want to equate the two things all the time that muddle that muddies the water for everyone yeah um so the horror plot i'm gonna be real i'm gonna be real honest i um not a clue yeah. what was solved what was i don't i don't know that was a lot nothing yeah, nothing um, happened there was nothing there was, was, a, resolved. There was an evil twin and some boots i got no i mean i got nothing um you know, obviously that scene was to facilitate this sort of Alex getting injured, this near death experience, like, yeah. you know, introduce a whole new character to do that. I have no idea. But but also, I mean, it should have been to get more information about what happened to Mimi, which didn't happen. Yeah, we found out the name of the cow the boots came from. We, we found out nothing. <laughs> the name of the cow is very important, Mick. We know that. I don't even remember the name of the damn cow, but we, like, we figured it out. You know, whatever. I, I don't know. I don't. I guess it was a way to have a big name guest. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I have to well, say that we, I we did. We checked that off the bingo. I did like the um, the action stuff. Maria having getting, oh, yeah. you know. I can't say that. Oh my god! Yeah, Heather would be great in a slasher. Yeah, I did like um, you know Uh the the corn cornfield corn maze um, Mm -hmm. scenes. I think that was done. Oh yeah, like okay. And if there if there had been a purpose to it, can I just say that my Malik's loving heart loved that moment where Michael finds Maria and she says something about Alex being hurt and Michael's immediately (laughs) like, and yeah, (laughs) and then he passes (laughs) up. And I think you know there was if if this had been there had been a point to it and we learned anything at all that would have been really cool like cool mm-hmm. action scenes a cool location very creepy but at the end of it i was like what like i feel like you just spent a lot of <laughs> you spent a lot of money on you know like probably stunt doubles and this actor mm-hmm. and the location uh-huh. and then i don't know what i don't know what the point was yeah so <clears throat> can something just make sense at some point um so that scene facilitates them going back to the airstream and patching alex up which is ostensibly what which it's about. is a part which is the part <coughs> that i liked R- right mm-hmm. yeah that was um, great so this you know we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the threesome now <laughs> um i do love at the vi- the beginning that sort of physical comfort and that moment of Michael patching him up and saying to Maria, I, I almost lost you. And then saying to Alex, I am, you know, both of you. Mm-hmm. I almost lost you. Both of you. That moment divorced from everything else is very sweet because it yeah. gives a moment where uh, Michael acknowledges that he does of course care about Maria but that he also, you know, cares about Alex. And this yeah. is something that I think is important that, you know, for Michael as a character and for everyone else to hear. If the scene had ended there, right. I would have thought it was yeah, wonderful. Right. Um, my problem is then Maria and Michael, the kiss. Because it is uncomfortable in every way. How vastly inappropriate. That kiss wasn't really a comfort one. It felt, I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. 
what is you know of course Alex is uncomfortable I mean he's yeah. watching the, the man that he loves and his best friend and they just start making out right in front of him mm-hmm. so of course his words are uh I should go um, I mean again it was uncomfortable but if it if that ended in mm. Alex leaving right and maybe Michael you know going after him and having yes. that conversation that they had they weren't yes. going after what a right what a good scene that would have been alex leaves michael goes after him they have basically the same conversation or something like it michael comes back in maria asks the same question that entire scene doesn't change and then alex gets mm-hmm. to leave what a yeah. what a what an interesting dynamic there like that yeah. would have been really interesting mm-hmm. but no mm-hmm. because of course now we're getting to talk about consent now when it first, when the episode first sort of came out, when it shouldn't have, when it got leaked early, um, which I still think is a revenge leak, um, it is very clear, without captions, without subtitles, and without scrubbing anything, when you just watch it, you cannot hear what he says. Mm-hmm. And it very much sounds like Maria says, you know, I don't want you to leave. And it very much sounds like Alex is saying, I don't, I want to leave. Mm-hmm. Now we know now with captions and with slowing things down and scrubbing it that he said, I don't really want to leave, which changes that in that moment. But even with that line, the body language is uncomfortable. Everything about it is not loving to me. Now I know mm-hmm. that's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. He looked, and maybe this was a Tyler choice. He looked physically uncomfortable, and I, to me, Maria held him down when he tried to get up. I think it's that's what it right. That's what it looked like to me personally. Every, everybody can see it, and everyone experiences. It I felt her hands on right. him. Everything, everyone experiences it differently. Was I ever going to go into this loving the idea anyway? Um, no, because I love Polly Rep. This wasn't it. I love sexuality as fluid this wasn't it mm-hmm. i love a lot of things that this could have been that of course wasn't going to happen in the span of 45 minutes um the ha- hands all over alex all of that felt i could barely i was what literally watching with like my hands in front of my face like mm-hmm. and i'm going to be very real here because you know we did g- give a little disclaimer and you guys know us by now i felt like I was 18 again when I was abused the second time. And I felt like I was crawling out of my skin because it felt like, I don't know, like I did then, like I couldn't get out of the situation. And it just, mm-hmm. it was like, I like left my body. Cause I was like, Holy shit. Like this is the most triggering thing I've ever watched. Truly. Cause I don't get triggered mm-hmm. that much with my history. Mm-hmm. I'm able to sort of divorce it a little bit. That was Bar none, the most triggering thing I've ever watched. To me, I I I've not rewatched the episode. I will be re- very real. I have avoided anything to do with it. Um, I felt and still feel every time I think about it. I feel physically sick. I cannot think about it. I generally yep. like all of it. The fact that Alex looked uncomfortable. That fact that. Michael didn't necessarily give explicit consent. Um, Right. That everyone seemed hesitant, everything, you know, and and here's how that could have been fixed for me personally. A, 
the framing of the Airstream was very close and uncomfortable. The music was uncomfortable. Everything about it was uncomfortable. Had there been, you completely rework this scene where Alex says, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Or where Michael asks, you know, is it, you know, is this okay? Is it, mm-hmm. what are we about to do? Like you can, you can write good dialogue here. Mm-hmm. Can, it's, it, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be boring. It can be good dialogue about looking both of them in the eye or everyone looking everyone in the eye and saying, is this what you want? This is what I want. You know, it, th- there's a way to do that. And that mm-hmm. was not done here. Um, <clears throat> I will say I, when I watched the episode and I was talking to you guys and I was talking to other people in the fandom right after and I was sitting there going you know this didn't bother me as much as I thought it would it didn't bother me as much as it bothered my friends and then I I hate I read the pieces of Heather's mm-hmm. interview talking about Maria's motivation and it was like a switch flipped because for me and I was consumed right. with rage because I love Maria as a character right. This has ruined Maria for me because it doesn't matter at the end of the day whether or not Alex gave consent, whether or not Michael gave consent. Because to me, Maria used Alex's insecurities and Michael and Alex's sexualities for her own I want to say, right. And that ruins the scene. I want to say here, uh, we we are in a tricky position, the three of us, because we have talked many, many times about death of the author and ignoring what Karina mm-hmm. says about mm-hmm. episodes mm-hmm. after. We cannot mm-hmm. have a different standard for Heather. So yeah. even Correct. now, even ignoring, you know, I talked to Shauna, some mad lunch on um, Tumblr, and we had a, a conversation where I was grappling with how do we talk about this without talking about that interview? Like, how do we look yeah. at it if we're going to have that party line, the three of us, which we've kind of agreed mm-hmm. to ignore what is said Mm -hmm. because we want to see what the text says. And -hmm. her response was, I think that everything you need to know is in the morning after Mm -hmm. even ignoring that text, Mm -hmm. even knowing Mm -hmm. that it it doesn't exist because the point, if the point of this, which we're going to come back to this, but if the point of this is intimacy and love, then no one the next day would have been sad, Mm -hmm. would have been jealous. There would have been no Mm -hmm. tears. There would have been none of that. The look on Maria's face when Michael comes back into the airstream tells us mm-hmm. every single thing that we need to know. That mm-hmm. is not the face of someone who realizes they did something good. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. is someone who is riddled with anxiety, someone who is insecure and who is worried that this means that Michael's going to choose Alex. If you were to cut mm-hmm. that out, then I think that we could ignore the text. Right, mm-hmm. but I think that that scene mm-hmm. and the look on her face is what she's talking about in that interview. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, and I mean it. The interview just kind of put things in a new light because it's me hard to avoid it. It's hard seen, to avoid it. I would have seen it. I would have seen it either right. way. I think given time, but so yeah, I mean, everything is there. I mean, Maria looks guilty. She looks upset, and that is that's not what you look like. When something is well negotiated, mm-hmm. when everything is enthusiastically consented, when this is a moment of, about love, that's not what you yeah. would look like. And that is not what the morning after would look like. That, even the mm-hmm. threesome scene, separate from everything else, the morning after scene ruined it all. Mm-hmm. That was even worse. 
I mean, she sits there and she's like, and when he walks back in the airstream and she's like, why did, are you going to go after him what or a, something what like a, that? Like, what a terrible thing to say. Like, why? Yeah, why I include mean, that you, line? She has no faith in this you person just, that she wants made, to be in a relationship with. He's made the choice. Yeah. Multiple <laughs> times. Several times. And so I think that that is the key here is that the idea, I think the baseline, <clears throat> there's multiple issues here. One is the absolute issue of having a gay man sleep with a woman. It's also the assumption that a bisexual character, even though he's made his choice, didn't actually make the choice. He's confused. He needs to make it again to constantly reaffirm his choice like he's confused. And he has to make it sexually for some reason. mm -hmm. Right. Like, so also we need, and I, we have to talk, we have to talk about the fact that this was initiated by a straight woman. We have to talk about the fed, you know, fetishizing queer men and queer sex. We have to, because that is at its heart, something that is true and is something that we see every day on Tumblr, Mm -hmm. right? This line between respecting and wanting to see queer men, queer rep, queer whatever, versus fetishizing it. Mm-hmm. Making it sexual in a, in, a, in, a, in a context where it didn't have to be sexual to be effective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. I think, what upsets me. One of the things that upsets me is that it didn't need to be sexual. It did not. Like, I understand, mm-hmm. I understand people that say, okay, but look at like they almost all died and they, they right. need to know, like they all care about each other. They need to know that they're all safe. Certainly. And I understand that people with adrenaline, you know, after an event like that, you have adrenaline, you don't necessarily make choices with a clear mind. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. But it didn't need to be sexual to prove the point. No. Um, I want to frame something. The that thing Katie's, that I'm criticizing yeah, is the writing choice to make it sexual when it didn't need to be, and to have Alex in that situation, and to have Michael and Alex in that situation, which they have both agreed several times by now that they don't want to be in anymore. They don't like. Mm-hmm. They have agreed that they. They're not like their relationship as it is, is not good for each other. Also, mm-hmm. I hope that Maria and Michael have an actual fucking conversation. Because if they're just back together again without talking about it, she's been ignoring him for months or weeks and she just put him in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't you know, know, here's it'll never there's happen. There's something that, that Katie said and she sort of set the scene. And this is maybe how it could have been saved for me. <coughs> Imagine the same scene, Michael patches Alex up. They have this sort of moment of intimacy, Michael being vulnerable, saying that, you know, he could have lost them both. And then they sit on the bed together and Alex is between them and they're all holding hands and it sort of pans out with them, you know, sort of sat together very, very close. And it's all about physical comfort and, and there's a way, I can see it in my mind, how you could do it with the cinematography and how beautiful it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have been an absolute beautiful moment of intimacy between three people who obviously care about one another. 
It gave, you know, it would give Alex come physical comfort when he needed it after getting hurt. It would give, you know, Michael and Alex a chance. They love each other. You know, they, they're, they're attempting to be friends. You, get, you can give comfort to your friends, even, you know, no matter the history. And it could have given Maria what she ostensibly wanted, which is the three of them together. Mm-hmm. And how beautiful that would have been. Mm-hmm. The problem remains for most people that have sent in reactions that I know that have sort of fractured this fandom probably forever that have caused people to leave um, is that it was made sexual. Yeah. Sex does not equal love. Yeah. All the time. Bar- just full stop. Yeah. If you wanted it to be about love, there's a thousand different ways it could have been done. Making it sexual was the wrong choice. You know, what? I do want to say this. Um, I do, um, for the queer part of the fandom, um, I understand that the queer community is not a monolith um, mm-hmm. and that we can have different reactions, and that's fine. Um, when the criticism comes from queer people and it's queer people not necessarily agreeing on how they interpret the scene, how they, you know the response to it that's fine when it's a straight woman like Rena saying that that's not the interpretation that we should have and actually what she what it felt like she was doing with I I know we're talking about death of the author but what it felt like they were doing is invalidating queer people's feelings over the matter Mm. over a matter that is probably almost only about queer people to have you know like it's a situation started by a straight woman with two queer men and if you don't listen Mm -hmm. to queer people telling you listen this made me uncomfortable this hurt me this you know i'm upset about this then Mm -hmm. why are you doing it and i and i know i know that she has LGBTQ consultants and the episode was written by two gay and men and that th- there are queer people who there, are saying that they loved it. There are queer people sure, on social media. Sure. There's, of course. But you can't listen to one. You can't listen to the queer people that say they loved it and ignore the queer people that say that it made them uncomfortable. You can't yeah, do it. exactly. You mm-hmm. have to listen to everyone. You have to listen to all the criticism. You have to. And this is why I'm, I wish that more people when they did the charity chat would have had this conversation because it's an important one. And I know it's hard to do that, you know, but it's, it doesn't have to be attacking. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a negative. Mm-hmm. It can just say, because here's what I want to say in terms and to fandom and to Karina, if she ever listens, I'm a queer person. It made me uncomfortable. Here's why I'm not speaking for anyone other than me. Mm-hmm. I'm also a sexual abuse survivor. Here's why it made me uncomfortable. I'm not speaking for all sexual abuse survivors. But that doesn't mean that I'm wrong. That just mm-hmm. means that your intention mm-hmm. versus the execution for me personally did not work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are valid in that criticism. Yeah. And, and, and to be mm-hmm. ignored and belittled by fandom in general and, and what I feel even Karina's reaction that hurts, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. not that's mm-hmm. it. We we are just as well. Valid. And I know we've talked about this um, 
uh, Amanda, you and Lee and I have talked about this. You know, we get, I think the three of us specifically and some people that we know get told that we're overreacting, Mm -hmm. that our opinions are wrong or whatever. At the end of the day, we're just fans and we're allowed to be upset. We're allowed to have these opinions. We're allowed to call them mm-hmm. out and not be told that we're overreacting or that we shouldn't say that because like the, because people listen to us or whatever. We're allowed to feel the way that we feel and to be told, no, you're wrong is is incredibly yeah. offensive. Right. Because even I'm allowed to feel the way I feel. I'm allowed to have my opinions and they're valid because they're my opinions. Right. Right. And and you're allowed, you know, is is, even if I don't understand it, it goes the other way. If you (coughs) saw this scene as something Mm -hmm. validating, as something important, I'm not going to spend time sort of arguing with you about it because everything is subjective. Mm -hmm. If you saw it as enthusiastic consent, if you Mm -hmm. saw it as something loving, then you know what? Our experiences are very different. You, uh, you know, yeah. that's fine. I, I, you know, I can't mm-hmm. convince you differently. You can't convince me differently. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's about respecting that we get to be critical and that's mm-hmm. okay. This mm-hmm. hit me in a personal way that, it, and this is, you know, maybe I am dramatic, but this changed, changes my relationship with fandom and with mm-hmm. this show and with Malik's mm-hmm. as a ship. This, and there's lots of people. I got inundated, overwhelmingly so, with people that wanted to talk about this over the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And the running theme was, it feels tainted. It feels mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. the ship, the fandom, everything feels a little bit different now. And mm-hmm. also, it comes down to that this is not, the criticism that the three of us and other people have had since the very beginning has always been that Roswell is at the end of the day a CW show and it does feel like it's become social issue bingo. It's become this chance to check boxes without giving it the time to breathe whether it's home abortions, whether it's immigration, whether it's whatever, whatever, whatever that it feels like these are very important issues none of them are given nuance and, and, and time to actually be explored. Which is the you know the effect of not only being a CW show but one that only gets thirteen episodes. I would love I would I I love these issues that they're bringing up. I it's the way that they've been mm-hmm. handled. I would love to see these issues tackled in a nuanced, well thought out, well planned out way. Yeah. See that's the but isn't that the problem at the end of the day, right? That we know this isn't going anywhere. This was a one off. Yeah. This was a this was a mm-hmm. shock twist. This is a chance for. And this Mm -hmm. is where the disclaimer comes in that I'm going to be a little bit overly negative right now um, because this is a chance for Karina to say, look at what we did, right? Like, Mm -hmm. look at this, like, Mm -hmm. really, like, controversial, like, cool thing, right? And I was talking to Katie about this. When shows that Karina and I watched and we all watched when we were growing up in the 90s, this was Mm -hmm. all they did. Dawson's Creek you know, is the best example, right? Mm-hmm. They would have these huge social issues and, you know, the articles the next day would be like, whoa, Dawson's Creek covered this thing. Isn't it crazy? But that was 1998, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Now mm-hmm. to just do that feels fake. It feels empty. Like, so you wanted to be able to check that 
box on the bingo that says, oh, we're talking about poly rep. Or you're talking about, you know, threesomes or, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know what? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. And that's not, that's not how TV works. That's not how, like, social issues work anymore. Like, give it up. We're not, we're mm-hmm. not 14 anymore. Yeah. And I would say, especially if the point at the end of the day was, let's have the gay character be miserable once again and the woman and men be in a relationship. Like, that was the only reason that they did it. Mm-hmm. I well, and here's a question. Here's a thought: Would we have felt differently about the threesome if it had ended with Michael choosing Alex? No, no. Very, very good question. Because we have to also recognize that the three of us are Malik shippers. We sure. also recognize that we are biased at all times, which I think we've done a very good job of explaining to people that mm-hmm. there is bias here. You're going to find bias in every episode. Nothing about that threesome would have changed for me if the outcome of the morning after had been different. Mm-hmm. It was still yeah. highly inappropriate and would have been, mm-hmm. I would have had maybe some different complaints, but I still would have been very unhappy the next day. I mean, this is not, yeah. this is not same. okay. And it, Same, but when I got that question, yeah. I did sit there for a minute and I'm like, maybe, you know, hmm. it, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a, you know. But it's impossible to tell. But also, I mean, in the context happen. of, when it happens, it already doesn't make any sense with where Maliks are, and it doesn't make any sense, to be fair, mm-hmm. the outcome of it doesn't make any sense with where my Luke are no. in their relationship. This, to um, me, this so it wouldn't good have made any sense. This isn't good for Michael any character, any character, any ship, any dynamic. This is not something, for me personally, that the end of it was good for anyone. Um, there are lots mm. of people that feel mm. differently. Again, I'm not going to invalidate that. If you saw something positive, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like everyone came out a little worse for wear at the end of this. It certainly changed my relationship with Michael and Maria. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't need to, first of all, I don't need to see Malik's break up again. Yeah, It's been 50 fucking times. Find a new narrative. Find a new way to talk about Malik. Stop trotting Malik's out to get these fucking points for queer yeah. rep. I'm tired can of I it. Can I say, can I say, I I understand that we are halfway through season two. We have been renewed for season three. Karina has said she has a five season plan. That's fine. But I will say now, and I will repeat it until the day I die, gay, queer people being happy and same-sex relationships being getting to be happy will always 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 be more groundbreaking and oh, 100% revolutionary than gay angst. Yep. Bingo. Absolutely. You know what? There's literally an entire history if you took 5 minutes of a queer and media history class, you would learn that the very first introductions of queer media and I'm talking about American history of course because I'm biased but I mean every everything introduction in, in film and television and books in the early 20th century every introduction you had to have the gay people die or feel pain at the end that was the only mm-hmm. way it was socially acceptable mm-hmm. I am tired mm-hmm. of watching queer people not get to be happy I'm tired of death I'm tired of pain I'm tired of 
You know what's not revolutionary? That Alex's trauma is tied with his sexuality. Good fucking yeah. job for doing exactly what's been done in TV and film and books for like a mm-hmm. hundred fucking years. Good job. Nothing revolutionary there. Because yeah. guess what? Our misery is always tied with our sexuality. Like that's what it feels mm-hmm. like all the time. And when you don't show that, that's when people take notice. That's a big deal. So mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. maybe stop Alex from fucking sacrificing his happiness for the 50th time this ep- this season. Maybe it's done. Maybe maybe it's time to let Alex stop being the martyr because mm-hmm. he's your one gay guy. And you can you can have the Malik storyline where they're where they're at and where I kind of see them going without Alex constantly being the one to suffer. Yeah. Right. You can do all of this. You could do all of this up to this point that's happened without Alex having to be the sad, lonely, pining gay in front of the airstream looking sad in his leather jacket. Yep. You could have done you could have done everything that's happened without Alex constantly being the one who gets the shit end of the deal. Yeah. Now, maybe we're going to get a little more of of happiness for Alex. Oh, you know what? Forest. Which Absolutely. is great. I, yeah. But. I never thought I would say this. As someone, you know, I cannot believe I'm saying this. I, I am never, probably not ever going to ship Alex and Forrest together in the way that I, with, mm. with Michael and Alex. It's just not a dynamic that mm-hmm. I personally, you know, I don't choose the ships that I care about. It just sort of happens. Yeah. I'm never really going to care about them in that way. But I'll tell you right now, if it gets Alex some happiness, if it gets exactly what he said mm-hmm. to Maria, I've never been in a real relationship. No one's ever taught me to love myself. You know what? If it gets him there, then fuck yeah. Then hell yeah, mm-hmm. Forrest. Mm-hmm. Show Alex that it's okay to be mm-hmm. gay, that it's okay to be happy, that happiness can be tied with your sexuality, that it is not bad that you are gay it is a beautiful Mm -hmm. wonderful thing Mm -hmm. to be queer it is not something to be ashamed of it's not tied with you know what i mean like if that's what it get if that's what it teaches alex Mm -hmm. to maybe stop sacrificing his own happiness then you know what four legs have fun Mm -hmm. and also i want i want all those things for alex and if forrest gets him to that point that's great and then i want him to go back to michael and tell him that not everything bad that happened in their relationship is Alex's yeah. fault. No, uh-huh. because it's not. And, uh, there's a yeah. and it's he's made to feel that way at every turn, and is portrayed that way at every turn. Yeah. That he's the one who's walked away. That he's the one who's hurt Michael. And yes, he holds some responsibility for the bad things that have happened. But there's two of yeah. them, mm-hmm. and it is not all Alex's fault. Yeah. And, and whoever do, yeah. looked. Sorry, go on, Nick. Go on, go on, go on. I do want. Um, the Forrest and Alex um, relationship to do all the things that you said, Amanda. Um, I also, I, w- I wanted to help Alex get to a point where he's comfortable with his sexuality. And I think this could be the beginning of Alex maybe trying to face that part of his trauma. And... Mm-hmm. And I did like Forrest more in this episode. It was cute. Oh, yeah. There are scenes where I, it, it, You know what? That's, yeah. that's where it comes down to is that it's cute. That, that's how, how irrevocably season, uh, episode six changed my outlook. Because now mm. in the back of my mind, I'm like, four legs. You know, even if I'm not there mm. to really be part of that, the fandom, I, I'm championing yeah. them in my Which head is- in a way that I never have before. Mm-hmm. 
just as a little side note, I am a little upset that Buffy is Forrest's dog. <laughs> what? Same. I know. I, you know what? Same. Because I, I thought this was going to be like something that Alex gets to have on his own. Like a fun, I don't know, like something cute. And of course it's not. And even Tyler has even said Buffy's not going to be as big yeah, as big you guys part, are thinking. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm sad. <laughs> For now, we want to do something a little different than we normally do. Um, we always invite people to send in questions, and we try to address those. Um, given the nature of this episode and how important it was <coughs> in general for the show, and specifically because of fandom, we asked people to send in questions and reactions. Um, mm-hmm. So we want to boy did they yeah and did they and thank you so much. Um, so we want to address those. You know, every single one of those. Even if we've covered it a little bit before, we're going to take some time and this is going to be a long episode because we want to we want to talk about the issues that you all had with the show, because, again, Mm -hmm. it's valid to have a reaction to the show and to feel negatively about it. And we want to we want to talk about it. So Mm -hmm. um, we're going to start with and I'm going to butcher every single name. I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) So Savvy Joe Powell sent us something on Instagram that I think is very, very important. So in this question and, and what um, they sent us on Instagram, uh, the most important part that I really, really definitely want to talk about is how Roswell, New Mexico handles trauma. And so mm-hmm. part of this question is says, quote, This show has no idea how to handle trauma in its writing, and I feel like the writers have no regard for the stereotypes that LGBTQIA plus community already face. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved this show because of the authentic bisexual experience that was portrayed, and now I don't even know how to feel from episode to episode. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is, end quote, Mm -hmm. and I think that that is something that we have, uh, have talked about it before, and it absolutely matters now. Um, Mm-hmm. Because we are talking about two queer characters who have a very traumatic history, and then we're putting them in a position where part of their traumatic past is tied with their sexuality, and then mm-hmm. we're getting into this really murky area of using that sexuality to create this this sexual experience. So I think that's yeah. very important and very true. Mm-hmm. And I know, Mick, you have a lot of feelings about sort of trauma and how it, you know, how they portray it. <laughs> yes. When it comes to Michael specifically, um, not necessarily for this episode, I don't think. Um, when it comes to Michael in general, yes, I do think that they put his trauma out there and they kind of do nothing to actually do anything about it, if that makes sense, or, or validate it. Um, which was changed a little bit in the in 205. Um, again, when it comes to Michael and Alex sharing a traumatic experience that is inevitably connected to both of their sexualities, probably for Michael even more, I guess, because that was, you know, canonically his first experience with a man. Um, and so far, canonically, he hasn't had, um, that we know of, other experience with other men that and having them not actually facing it or you know dealing with it um as time goes on it kind of just feels like 
I, I don't know it, n not that it's not important or they won't be important when they if they ever actually do talk about it but it feels like it was just put there and then now it, it was just put well, there like so many other things right. on the show and just not ever brought up again you know I feel like not that the you know in the shed scene was obviously important to the history that we uh, of Malik's and what the show you know the show's not going to let anyone ever be happy, but I think ultimately, again, it's not anything revolutionary to have two members of the LGBT plus community um, experience violence in relation mm -hmm. to their sexuality. It's not new. It's not revolutionary. It's important. It is very realistic. Um, but the fact that we have never gotten them to have an entire conversation about what happened, what it means to them both, to never really bring it up again specifically, yeah. shows to me that it was trauma for trauma's sake um, yeah. so far. Um you know, Michael never got justice with Jesse, never got to confront, mm -hmm. never got to... Everything is vague. Everything is alluding to it, but never actually talking about it. And mm -hmm. that is poor character development. It comes down to the show does things at the speed of light and you never get time to really discuss things. And mm -hmm. so this show's never going to do trauma very well um, other than showing it because we're never going to get mm -hmm. discussions about it. So then why? Mm -hmm. Then it feels like shock value. That's trauma porn. Exactly. Yeah. So then what is the point? Right? Like, yeah, we, we understand that queer people have faced violence because of their sexuality. Lots of people that I know have lived it. Thankfully, I have not. But mm -hmm. lots of people I know have had experiences like that, have been kicked out of their homes, mm -hmm. have been in, in positions of, of being violated or in a violent situation because of, their, because of their sexuality. So, yes, you show that and that's realistic. But because we've never we've never talked about it again, then you have you haven't done anything different. You yeah. haven't mm -hmm. you haven't actually talked about trauma. Mm -hmm. You've showed it, but nothing else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, the fact that she was, Maria, was manipulating Michael because Michael had already clearly made his choice that he wanted to be with her, but she had to use sex mm -hmm. with both of them to make him choose who to be with afterward in order for his choice to be seen as valid and genuine in her eyes, which mm -hmm. is kind of what we talked about before. Um, mm -hmm. And I, mm -hmm. as a bisexual person, to have the bi character that so far to be honest, has been treated respectfully, in my eyes at least. Mm -hmm. um, to have mm -hmm. him be in that position in, you know, to clear up, air quote, a situation that he has made clear before, multiple times, explicitly, with both people involved, is just, just frankly offensive. I agree. If I have to be honest. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we got a question from, uh, Murphy V on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so I, I love this part at the end here. She says, quote, I didn't mind the stabbing soldiers, policemen, firefighters get hurt all the time. But after seeing how Alex looked at Michael while he was cleaning the wound broke me. The only thing that came to my mind was Alex thinking this was the only way he will have Michael. If he wanted Michael, this was the only way, mm -hmm. end quote. 
which I totally agree with. Um, That was definitely the vibe that I got from Alex in that scene. Um, You know, we know canonically that he still loves Michael. Mm -hmm. And we know that he knows that Michael has chosen Maria Mm -hmm. because he's done it multiple times now Mm -hmm. since the end of the first season. Um, uh, It hurt me to watch Alex kind of take these crumbs. Um, Mm -hmm. At least that's how it felt to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. as someone who had a very complicated romantic history with someone and kind of took what they could get for a long time. Um, mm. it's definitely, mm-hmm. it, it definitely goes back to self-esteem issues mm-hmm. and yep. self-worth and which we know is literally the bar for Alex's self-esteem and self-worth is so low. It is <laughs> yeah. under the ground at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated that it made me very uncomfortable uh, I mean there I mean tons of th- things about that scene made me uncomfortable that in particular hurt me personally yep um I think because it's hard it's hard to watch because you know there is because Alex was so clearly desiring <coughs> physical comfort and so des- no. desiring no. to be with two of the people that know him the most apparently there's a whole other issue about Alex and Maria and what she knows. Anyway, but two of the people that he loves the most, his, as he says later mm-hmm. on, his best friend and his first love. Um, so to take that, him wanting to be close to them, which is very normal, and absolutely, I understand that completely. But then the problem, as we've talked about before, is that... This is always going to be tough for Alex because of the way he feels about Michael. Like he has said multiple yeah. times, as he said the morning after, as he said in basically every episode, he wants to be with Michael. Um, so putting Alex in that position where he had to choose between, you know, either leaving or getting the physical comfort that he clearly needed, but to do that. It's almost like he felt like he had to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- this is the way that he was going to get that piece of physical comfort and that piece of Michael. That is where the problem is for most people. And and yeah. there have been lots of people, whether right or wrong, that have said that this is this is what it, it makes it homophobic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that that's the key is that um, it feels like it's uh, once again. Alex, who was making mm-hmm. that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, again, in most, like in both of their parts, they've both made it clear that to each other, um, and I think in some way also to Maria when it comes to Michael, um, that that's not the kind of relationship that they're having anymore. Right. So, like... And I, I was loving where their relationship was going, you know, with the friendship, like, two episodes ago. Um, and I hope that we get more of that. I hope that this doesn't mean that that's ruined forever, you know? Like, that's... It feels... I'm going to be real honest, and this may not be what um, happens. I feel like that last shot of Alex walking away means that the Maliks that we're going to get for the rest of the season is going to be more limited 
Not, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. there's gonna be more scenes. We have, we've had, that's confirmed. Um, it felt like Karina thought that was a nice and tidy way to sort of end it for the season in terms of how much Malik's we've gotten. It's been so intense, you know. That I think mm-hmm. it's inevitable that the last half of the season um, is going to cool down considerably. Okay, so next question if, is from Summit Lunch on Twitter, Shauna. Um, quote, it makes me wonder if they're going to go in this direction of Maria doing what she has to do, what she has to, to hold on to Michael, like she has to hold on to the pony to keep her mother safe. Um, I, I think that's interesting. I think that it probably would make sense for Maria as a character, um, that she's mm-hmm. kind of in survival mode, if that makes sense, um, when it comes to having to hold on tight to the, to the few things that she has that are certainties in her life. I do want to see her get included in situations more and move on from what is just the Michael of it all, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've talked before about Alex being a plot device mm-hmm, for Michael. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Maria is a plot device for Michael sure, at yeah. this point. And I would love to see her have some Scooby gang moments. And I think we, they, they mentioned something during that live stream yesterday about her having a scene at the, um, the secret, the new secret Ooh, hideout. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think she will be involved. I want to see her do some stuff that's not involving Michael. Yeah. Um, but I do think that that's an interesting point that she's um, she's not above doing what she needs to do. Right. And I want to hustling. hustling so my yeah. fear here's what I don't want to see. Um, I, I, I insecurity in a relationship is absolutely normal. And if Maria, mm-hmm. you know, especially because Michael is not always the most open in terms of communication. So it would make sense that Maria would have moments of, you know, not really sure where she stands, where they stand, where he is. He has a tendency to, you know, my fear is I don't want, and I hope that this never happens, is that any of her uncertainty and doing what she has to do to hold on to Michael comes from his bisexuality. I don't think that's where they would Mm go. I don't want the uncertainty Mm -hmm. to become just because he's bi and and what that means. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. with that because that is something that bisexual people experience so often that I don't want to see it. Like Mm -hmm. that, that we, that there's always a fear, especially bisexual men, right. That that they don't actually, you know, they don't actually Mm -hmm. want to be with women or that they're always confused and they're always missing something when they're not with, you know, the same. I don't know. All Mm -hmm. of those things. I just don't want to see that. I don't, I really genuinely don't think that's where it's going to go, but that would always Mm be, Mm -hmm. but I also didn't think Mm -hmm. that the threesome is where they were going to go. So, you know, I do think that the show has done a good job up to this point of making Maria's insecurities about her relationship with Michael more about the fact that he has intense feelings for Alex. Right. 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 That Alex is a man. I agree. Mm -hmm. I will give them that. I agree. I agree. Um, It does. It does make me, you know, kind of remember that they never like Michael and Maria never actually had a conversation about him being bi. But not that I necessarily think it's necessary, but um, that's. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's interesting. So the next question is from okay. a- Alien Kindness on Tumblr. Um, or, or not really a question, but sort of comment. Um, and the part that is important for us is um, 
they said they should fire the editor, sound engineer, and director of the Airstream scene right the fuck now. <laughs> and I will say that <laughs> I will agree because I think a lot of the problems from that scene, I mean, the scene was problematic just how it was laid out. Just just from existing, it was problematic. Um, but the way that it was framed and filmed and the music and the direction, like everything and the fact that mm-hmm. the second time... Alex says, I don't want to leave is a dubbed line. He doesn't actually say it. Um, so when Kate, mm-hmm. when, when Katie slowed it down and, and scrubbed it, um, that second line that sort of is supposed to give further consent is a reused line from earlier. And, and Tyler's lips mm-hmm. don't move. He didn't actually say it. Not that that matters. I'm sure that happens a lot, but it still yeah. contributes to this feeling of, None of this feels in character. None of this feels comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just all of it combined to create this scene that is kind of squicky for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and, and it might be an editing thing. It might be a sound thing. It might be a direct. I mean, it's kind of all perfect storm of that's that that may be the heart of the problem, too. It makes me wonder if they dubbed that line a second time because they looked at the edit and they're like, oh, the consent's kind of eh. So we need to put it in there twice. You know, maybe. I don't know. Mm. All right. Our next uh, comment is from Frenzied Blaze on Tumblr. And I'm going to read the whole thing because it's all valid. Um, I am still struggling with the threesome from a narrative standpoint. What was the point? Everything they might have hoped to do via the threesome could have been done without sex. If they wanted my Luca together, well, that already happened earlier in the season. Maria and Michael could have brought Alex home and then gotten back together after. If they wanted to fix Alex and Maria's friendship, well, they apparently did that the episode prior. They wanted to end Malix. Michael and Alex have had a relationship-ending discussion in almost every episode this season. It, It did not feel like love to me. It felt like fear and desperation. It didn't do anything positive for my Luca or Malik's. It just feels like Alex is the only one who comes out of this hurt having one last night with the love of his life while Michael and Maria get to stay together and Alex tries to move on and stop being another mains in Michael's way. Okay. That, I, yeah. I feel like that's a pretty good summary of our entire discussion this yeah. episode. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it didn't do anything positive for the characters. It, um, it damaged both relationships. Um, and what we're left with is Michael and Maria happy mm-hmm. and Alex suffering once again. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good summary of all Yeah, the no, I mean, like, that's said. literally perfect because it, um, the way that this scene could have been done... There's just so many options for the way that this could have been done to reach the same end in that way. If the end result was Alex realizing that, like, this is, I really have got to move on. I can't keep doing this. If, and, and, and the end result was Maluka kind of reaffirming, apparently, that they love one another. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, then it could have been done in a, the sex part of it is what is the problem, right? Like, that, yeah. it, mm-hmm. it just... It comes down to that. Like you mm-hmm. made it sex. That was that was the issue. If you had left the sex part out of it, mm-hmm. then I think everyone, you know, mm-hmm. maybe there would still people be upset with some intimacy. But I, I don't see it being. I don't. I don't think this would have been mm-hmm. is so devastating in that way. So I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. If they had just been 
on the bed together, holding each other, like getting that comfort that they needed in that moment and there wasn't sex involved, I would not, honestly, I would not have an issue. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So. Um, um, yeah. And it ties into, I think, neatly into the next question that we got from Ananon on Tumblr, um, which basically is kind of the same thing as the previous um, question basically they use the threesome to further a male female pairing um, and what was what's important also of this question is that this is not even close to being an example of other people polyamory which mm-hmm. yeah this this isn't it like they didn't have a conversation well, this, yeah it was right. clear that it was a one-time thing right if they do go for polyamory in the future it won't make any sense um, um, right. So and yeah. also, we have to remember that polyamory is not about sex. So yeah. polyamory, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that that's, they've become sort of interchangeable. And I think it's because most people don't really understand what being poly means. Um, it's literally about love. And it's literally about emotions. Mm-hmm. Sex, there are, there are asexual people in polyamorous relationships. I mean, the, the list goes on. Um this wasn't even an attempt at polyamory. This was nothing. This yeah. was a one-time mm. sexual encounter that didn't even make sense for any of the characters involved and is an insult mm-hmm. to what the idea of what polyamory can be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and this isn't if mm-hmm. this is what your idea of what being polyamorous means, then you need to reevaluate every single thing that you know, because this is not what it is. Everyone's experience of polyamory Mm -hmm. is something different, but this isn't it to me personally. If this was an attempt to start a poly storyline or to explore that rep, that would be also one thing that we could talk about. But this is clearly, like I said, a one-time thing. And when when Mm -hmm. things are a one-time event, just like if they made Isabel and Blair or Isabel's queerness a Mm one-time event, I would say the same thing. Mm -hmm. If it's a one-time event, it feels exploitative. It feels shock Mm -hmm. value. It feels like plot twist. It feels like Mm -hmm. all of those things. Mm -hmm. So then, then, then you can have it. You can keep it. I don't want it. I don't, I don't want something that is very personal to people, which is being poly to be used for viewership and for shock value. It's been done. Mm -hmm. I'm over it. Mm -hmm. Well, and if it's a one-time thing and I had this conversation with someone on Twitter, if it's a one-time thing, you want to show how edgy and, and different we are. That, that That's great. If it's a one-time thing, there are other peep characters oh, that you could have done, done this, this right? with. Yeah. Kyle, Isabel, and Blair. That would have mm-hmm. been so... I would have loved that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, Max, Liz, and Kyle. Oh! Let, let's do an it. OT, Why not? OT3. Why does it have to be... Exactly. Why does it have to be... The bisexual character, the gay man, and the straight woman best friend of the gay man and the girlfriend of the bi man. Right. Why does it have to be yeah. that? When, when, it, when it becomes the, the queer people, that's where it's like, is this rep? Is this fetishizing? Mm-hmm. Is this manipulating what you think exactly. queer people? This is my fear is that um, this scene, again, does what most people always do and equates queer people with sex, Right. That we're over-sexualized, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we think about sex an abnormal amount, especially queer men. Um, 
So all you've really done is reinforce some stereotypes that I would like to, to die. Okay, so um, next question is from Space Malix on Tumblr. Uh, we do want to focus on one particular sentence in this comment because the rest of it is pretty similar to stuff that we've already discussed. So um, that line is um, the threesome didn't make Michael look good either, but to his credit, he also looked uncomfortable and confused starting out. So um, here we do want to expand a little bit on what was the consent issue with regards to Michael. Um, from my point of view, I mean, how I read it, it didn't make me uncomfortable because he wasn't, he didn't look certain. He was right. also the one that brought up the morning after the fact like did we cross a line i do i do like that he he, he, right. was, he, mm-hmm. he brought that up and i just I didn't well, like that i, I was, wonder if these are he, acting he choices? was the one to bring it up it's weird that are um, these acting choices like yeah where tyler mm-hmm. looks uncomfortable tyler alex looks uncomfortable michael looks uncomfortable is it just mm-hmm. that that's that, that's mm-hmm. where the key is right like it's and I think she, Karina posted the script and at some mm-hmm. point, didn't Michael, oh God, I should have read this before that, but I feel like there was a line that said, is this okay? I have it. Um, so, um, okay. She kisses Alex. Alex says, Maria, Maria says, I just want you, you to feel safe, which I don't think is that what was, what she said. In oh the God, no, 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 no. Then she turns to Michael, smiles, holds out her hand. Um, she whispers again. She whispers, "Is this okay?" Alex nods. Yep, that's Didn't not what happened. That. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael looks between Alex and Maria, wanting to make sure he understands. And he says, "I don't understand. What are you doing? What are we?" And Maria says, "It's okay." Um, <laughs> the line "love overflowing" is just okay. hilarious in this context. Oof. But anyway. Um, no, Michael does not explicitly consent. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, when they start kissing and he kisses both of them and he looks like he's into it. That's what people are considering. Kiss, right. You know? Yeah. And, okay, and, and, sure, but. And, and maybe that is, maybe I'm more hyper aware of consent because of my history of being in a position where I didn't consent and something happened to me, right? Like maybe I'm more hyper aware, but to me Mm -hmm. consenting is something that is clear. There is no question about what it means, right? Like anytime that I've, Mm -hmm. other than my sexual abuse history, when I've been involved in a Mm -hmm. sexual situation, my consent has been loud and very obvious, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, Mm-hmm. And that is okay. That's what you should expect out of characters in a mm-hmm. sexual situation. There is nothing wrong with enthusiastic consent. Mm-hmm. Asking, mm-hmm. you know, Michael being unsure and looking between the two of them. And then that maybe the, the issue comes mm-hmm. down to socially what our acceptance of what consent is. Maybe that's yeah. the problem. Maybe, maybe, maybe my assumption of what consent is is different than what Karina's assumption of consent is. That line, yeah, of, is this, like, that line uh, of "Is this okay?" Was that cut? Did anyone say I, that? 
I don't know. I only watched it once. No one said. And I, I'm not going back into it. So I don't know. That's But I don't think so. The key was, um, it said, she said, it's okay. Yeah. No, also, I think she said, it's okay. Yeah. Is, is she, like, okay. she was the one that should have consent issues. No. Mm. I mean, not that yeah. she... Right, not right. That, but but that I'm saying, like, consent. everyone <laughs> should be, you know, like... Yeah, is exactly. This okay and is a question, a, yeah. a question that should have stayed and should have been loud, clear, and clearly mm-hmm. answered. Yeah, and now, in, I know in fandom there's there's a lot of times in fan fiction where we get like dubious consent, right? Um, but that fan fiction in real life, di- it hits different in fan fiction because it's you get kind of more of an internal monologue a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's fan also fiction. fan it's fiction not... in real life are two very different things. You can read or write dubcon fanfic for your own personal need for you know it, it being like a cathartic experience or or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. But when you're when you're talking about network television, when you're talking about mm-hmm. um, what people see, then no, mm-hmm. dubcon is not the way to go. Everyone should have mm-hmm. spoken clearly. It should have been. Yeah. Well, the way that and, the way that threesomes and polyamory work is that everyone communicates, everyone has loud, enthusiastic consent, and everyone is doing it mm-hmm. for, for a a positive, healthy mm-hmm. reason. This is mm-hmm. not well, what happened. And I would like to I'd, I'd like to say one thing though: we don't see a lot of male consent. Nope, that's true. Like ex- enthusiastic consent in media. I had a conversation with my teenage nephew recently. Um, and we were talking about sex and relationships and he didn't really understand that boys could say no if they of didn't course, want right. oh, yeah. to do that. And right. so the opportunity to show enthusiastic male consent to sex, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you show yeah. that? And I, I mean, think the assumption is that you... men, the assumption really comes down to that people have is that men are down to do it no matter what. Right? Like, that's the assumption. Yeah. Straight, yeah. gay, bisexual, whatever. Right? And if you're not, there's something wrong right. with you. So the yeah. assumption that, that, that men are, are more sexual, no matter mm-hmm. what your identification mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. is very real and is very prevalent right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, it is to be mentioned that on the show, Michael and Alex specifically, when it comes to consent, it's not. Verbal consent. It's yeah. it's mostly like nonverbal consent when it comes to the two mm-hmm. of them. Body language, um, right, body right, language, right. because they know each other so well, and they well, well they have history mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but the situation is different, right? Um, also, when you so, when you're when you're making a scene in television, it's your job to reinforce the things that we should want to have happen, yeah. right? Like yeah. it should be. Yes, mm-hmm. in day-to-day life, when you're in a sexual situation and with someone that you know very, very well, body language may mm-hmm. work. Um, but when you're talking about a television show that people watch, body language is not what you should mm-hmm. be showing here. It should be verbal consent. Depending on body language for stuff like this is how we end up with these two very different interpretations mm-hmm. 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 of this scene. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So, I, Exactly. So I think I think no one is really because because rightfully so the focus is on Alex here because it is a gay man sleeping with a woman and it is it is a lot I think the the most of the fallout of this threesome falls on Alex but we would mm-hmm. be remiss mm-hmm. to not talk about Michael. 
the final uh, question about the, the Malik's and Maria part that we want to bring up um, is from Bisexual Aliens, with two S's, on Tumblr. Uh, I'm going to read this. It's kind of long, but I'm going to read it out loud in, in totality because I think that this gets to the heart of what a lot of people feel um, about this, especially if they identify as bisexual. So, mm -hmm. all right. So, quote, firstly, as a bi woman, holy shit, um, I've been in a situation where people love, I, I loved, have initiated a threesome just because me and my friend were bi and you feel gross and used and fetishized. My ex-boyfriend in high school literally did this. And we didn't say no, but it still was so shitty and a messy situation. And I only did it to make him love me more. And, I knew, and he knew I had a crush on my friend and used that to have sex with both of us. Threesomes usually make things worse if they are not planned and consented to in advance. If I was Michael, I would be fucking offended. Like, your girlfriend kisses her best friend and expects you to be on board because you're bi. And he even is like, what the hell is happening? But goes along with it to make Maria happy, it seems. What a way to treat a bi character. I would be mad if my partner kissed someone else and assumed it would please me because I'm bi. But I've done it before and been in Michael's shoes. You just want to make the person you love happy. And it's so fucked up that they use your bisexuality against you. It's almost like Maria thought Michael would think it's hot because he's bi. It's so biphobic. And just the disrespect to gay men. Why have Maria fucking kiss Alex after she has been talking about wanting to marry him in their first kiss all day. It made it come off as if Maria wanted to have sex with Alex and initiating a threesome was the only way to have both Michael and Alex. It was a choice. And Alex didn't even kiss back and she didn't ask to kiss him. It was a mess. Straight women should not ever, ever kiss gay men and especially without their consent. Also, they made... Also, they made a bisexual man film that. I can't imagine how Tyler feels. Threesomes are a sore subject for a lot of bi people because people assume we want them, manipulate us with them, and use them as an excuse to essentially cheat on us without cheating. I think they were trying to convey here... What I think what they were trying to convey here is a lot of love between these characters and raw emotion after a life or death situation, but it did not come off that way. It came off as people in a vulnerable state being manipulated based on their feelings. Maria was scared Michael still loved Alex. Michael looks very upset. The rest of the question, sorry, this question is a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, and I think the heart of this question, I'm going to end it here, sorry guys, um, is it comes across as her being insecure. She kisses Alex and looks at Michael like she just expects him to join, but he's hesitant. And it just seems that she is using other people's emotion, emotions to try to prove something and have Alex do the same, which is gross because he is gay. And then when Alex and Michael are kissing, she almost looks sad. Then why start it? You know they love each other. It makes Maria seem horrible. I liked her before this. Definitely not. Definitely don't think this is what they were trying to convey. She looked upset in the morning, too. It was not an expression of love. It made everyone feel bad. They all look upset. Alex, when walking away, Matt, Michael, when Alex was walking away, Maria, when she wakes up. It also seemed to, to be there to show Malik's was not over, but like, but, but that was not needed. It's been over, but we could still see the love, sexual tensions. Threesomes do not resolve romantic tensions. They make things worse. And you can tell when Michael, Alex and Michael are talking, it seems like there's something still there. There's a lot still there, but they need time. A threesome was not needed to show this. There's a lot here. <clears throat> yeah. And um, it's all 
I mean, they're right. Yeah. Bisexual Um, people are not inherently more sexual than everyone else. I mean, in my case, I'm less. Right. I mean, I'm bisexual, Uh, and but I'm also on the A spectrum. So, like, just because I'm attracted to people of different genders. It doesn't mean that I want to have sex with all of them. And that's exhausting. Yeah. That is such an exhausting thing to explain that bisexual people have to do all the time. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to Michael, um, I think they've done a good enough job mm-hmm. of showing him as a sexual person, mm-hmm. but not necessarily shaming right. him. Oh, I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Alluded mm-hmm. without Absolutely. alluded without over focusing y- on over sexualizing right, 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 right. him. Right, right, um, right. That being said, I if, I think they did try to make it look like he was happy about the threesome with the morning after. You know when he says to Alex, uh, "That was hell," and they laugh. Which to me was probably even more offensive. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, it's the assumption mm-hmm. that, that that a heavenly experience would be. Michael gets to see a male and a female that he both he cares about them both in this situation. Like, yeah, that mm-hmm. this was some sort of complete sexual experience for him because it was the two yeah. of them. Like, yeah. As if sex with anyone isn't complete unless it's both a male and a female. And and what a tired yeah. trope. And, and mm-hmm. the assumption that a bisexual person, I mean, how many times? Oh, God, if we open this up to everyone on Tumblr who identifies as bisexual and just said, how many times has someone assumed that you wanted a threesome because you're bi? I can imagine the intense amount of reactions that we'd get. I've heard it. Mm-hmm. A million mm-hmm. times in my life. And 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 if you're open to a threesome as a, an individual and you happen to be bisexual, great. Have fun. Do it. I've, yeah. I've had them. They're, they're very fun. Um, but it's not because I'm dot, dot, dot. It's because that's who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And I, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think it all comes down to the assumption or, or using that moment and manipulating. And I don't know... We, Manipulating may be the wrong word. A lot of people disagree with that. But this comes down to it only works because Michael is bisexual. Right? Works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It only is a thing that makes Mm -hmm. sense because Michael is bisexual. Mm -hmm. If there wasn't a bisexual character there, it may not work the same way. And I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If this were a fully consenting polyamorous situation, no one would be sad the next day. And they're all sad. So our last question um, <laughs> Subject is, change. So we're going to change the subject here. Um, it's from Lemon Scented You on Twitter. And I love that they sent this in because I want to talk about this. Um, they said, can you talk about Max and Isabel's conversation when Isabel was sort of trying to come out to him and he just shrugged it off and didn't want to hear it? It rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, same. I had a real issue with that. And I immediately, my mind... In that scene went back to when uh, Max and Michael were in front of the airship. Oh, yeah. Mm. And Michael tried to talk to Max he about said, I don't care. Alex. Yep. And he just shrugged it off. I don't care about that. And Isabel sitting here trying to tell you about something that 
she has learned about herself that is mm-hmm. that is potentially life changing. Um, we don't know, but she wants to talk to you about this, and you just and Max. And he literally says Max he literally a terrible says, person. He literally says, "God, I have to rewatch," but he literally is like, "Nope." Like, yeah. we're not going to talk about he it. Just she shows her. the shirt. And doesn't like, supposed to be joking yeah. about the probe. Like, doesn't he like, like slam the door in her face? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't remember it All clearly, of it. But. And she's like, I haven't even told you about the lesbian part Every yet. part of yeah. it is played. I mean, I'm sorry. Me personally, me personally, if my sister <laughs> came to me and wanted to tell me that she had had her first lesbian experience, I would immediately have and, pulled that door open and been like, oh, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? Play, it's, played off, it's played off as comedy, right? Like, it's supposed to be funny. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know what? Whatever. Um, it's supposed to be like a moment, like everyone's laughing and Isabel doesn't take offense to it. But, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know what isn't funny is when someone has their first sexual or romantic experience with someone of the same sex. It's a life changing. Mm-hmm. This is a big deal. It's mm-hmm. not. Why are we laughing off queer experiences? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. funny. Isabel took a step mm-hmm. that could change the trajectory of her entire life. It's not fucking mm-hmm. funny. Stop laughing at queer people. We're not a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to have. I know that we didn't like. We as a. Uh, podcast in general we didn't necessarily love the um, coming out scene between Michael and Isabel in season one Mm -hmm. but the difference between those two things I mean of course Mm -hmm. Michael looks queer so he's like I don't know prepped Mm -hmm. to right 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 be more interested in the conversation I don't know um but the difference in that and Michael just being like sure yeah okay well and let's not forget that Max thought that Michael was gay for mm. 10 years and mm-hmm. didn't say anything. Also yeah. saw him with women and still didn't say anything, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, it's okay, a, that, a frustrating I mean, line. it just figures that we, it figures that we would end the, the episode with um, hashtag Max. Max is terrible. <laughs> um, you know what? It's on brand. We, we, we know us. We know who we are. <laughs> um, so before we end this episode, um, Thank you for listening. Um, I know this was a lot. This is going to be a long one. Uh, we talked about some serious issues here. We talked about some things that people might consider controversial. Um, but thank you for sending in all your questions and comments. It mm-hmm. is very valid mm-hmm. to feel a lot of emotions about that episode. We feel the same. I know it made me feel like... I, I know we talked about how we some of us were accused of overreacting. Mm-hmm. It made me, f- me feel more valid in my own feelings right know that that i was not alone in feeling this way so thank you from me personally for sending all these comments in and from the messages i received and it meant a lot right agreed absolutely so thank you for listening um and we will be back next week to talk about episode seven um that will hopefully hopefully be a little less dramatic and a little less (laughs) A little, a little less life-changing. Let's hope for that. Yeah. Mm. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm.